0: I have these weird things on my head and this funky thing in my mouth. <laughs> what the flip? <laughs> no, don't say that. Okay. Welcome to Flipping Off, a purpose-driven podcast about flipping houses and making a difference. Hey, everybody. My name is Melina Boswell, co-founder of New Wealth Advisors Club. And uh, today I have with me one of our club members, Peter Vanderlin, and of course, the very, very infamous Dave Boswell, my husband, and also (laughs) co-founder of New Wealth Advisors Club.
1: You're so silly.
0: Yes. So anyway, today um, I have Peter Vanderlyn with me um, to have a conversation just about a property, a wife, a family, a homeowner, a foreclosure, um, a widow. Uh, And it just kind of, it's a cool story. I love it because it really drives home the idea of flipping houses with purpose. We talk a lot about how important it is to put a homeowner before a deal, to put a person before the dollar. And people I find in general, right, say, yeah, yeah, I want to do that. But when it comes down to it, and the opportunity really presents itself, not everybody shows up in the way that they should. So Peter, I just was um, hoping that you would share a little bit of the story that you have about our our dear friend over in um, – it was in Paris, right, that property?
2: Actually in Rialto. Oh,
0: Rialto. Oh, right.
2: <laughs> well, and I love earlier how you use the term from foreclosure to free house because it totally uh, encapsulates the 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 idea of the story. So long story short, me and a couple business partners were out door knocking, which is a, a lead source that we use, properties that were facing foreclosure. And this particular one, it was probably like the fourth or fifth one in our route. And we were kind of grab-assing on the way up there playing jokes. I mean you get three guys in the car and it's kind of fun not to not to pass the time. But when we pulled up to this particular property, one of my partners like literally just stopped everything. He's like, hey, 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 stop, stop. I have this real, really strong feeling that we need to pray right now. And we were like, oh, okay, so we kind of just entered the moment, and uh, by the time we got up to the door, we're walking to the door and looked at the sheet, and it said that there was a company on, on title, and it was the first time I'd ever encountered anything like this. Usually it's a homeowner or a trust or some sort of um, personal residence, being that it was a personal residence. So we get there, we knock on the door, and this older lady, probably mid-60s, early 70s, comes to the door, very, very interactive, very energetic, and we're like, hey, can we, can we speak with the homeowner? And she's like, well, that's me. And we're like, okay, well, first off, who is this company name? And she goes, I I have no idea. So in talking with her, we started to realize – she realized that the property was going to foreclosure. Um, She had 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 had, um, some health issues the year or two before and fell behind. The uh, bank ended up paying her taxes to secure their position. Well, in the process, they said, look, we want that money back in full and where she was, she wasn't able to pay that. She missed a couple payments. The foreclosure process started, and she, that's exactly kind of where she was. As we started talking with her more and more, we realized that um, her husband and her had bought the property many years ago. Uh, her husband had passed away, I believe it was 2007, and that um, in 2014, that's when she got sick, so as we were starting to get together and and kind of put the timeline together, we're like, well, well, when did this this company take ownership of the property? And as we were kind of looking through things, she's like, hey, I've got a friend of mine who's a realtor who's kind of working on things. So we took some notes, um, said, okay, well, we'll be back, got her contact information, and I went to doing some research. So I got on title, started looking, saw when the transaction happened, did some research on this company, found the uh, agents of service. Made a couple phone calls, uh, started sending out some emails, just doing my due diligence. And so once I had some information, we went back to her and kind of said, okay, well, this is what we think happened, and showed her a copy of the grant deed. And she's like, well, that's not my husband's signature. And as we started looking, so we started to possibly suspect some fraudulent activity or figure that somebody was doing something wrong.
0: So real quick, let me just interject here, um, because maybe not everybody understands that the person whose name is on title is the actual owner of the property correct so being it, a
1: company in this place yeah exactly
0: yeah. so which is interesting a lot of people don't understand that a person could be the owner of a property and there could be a lien right from a bank on the property not in the owner's name
2: correct in this case the mortgage yes was still in her name right yeah actually the mortgage was still in the husband's name yeah Because he was the one who had initially taken out the loan on the property. Even more interesting. And he's been deceased now for seven-plus years. Yeah, at that time. Wow. Okay. (laughs) All right. Cool.
1: You know, it's interesting is I'm listening to Peter right now. It's been a few years that you've obviously been a a club member at New Wealth Advisors, and your conversation is totally different. (laughs) I mean, think about how far you've come. So where you're like, "I'm doing research and I'm checking out title. And I can remember the day you're like, "What's title? Mm-hmm. right? It's What's the cool. deal? I'm just I'm just kind of like a fly on the wall sitting here listening. and
0: it uh, is surreal. it
1: is it is really surreal.
0: yeah, so. it's almost as if you're teaching a class right now. It's kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> right. you're telling me a story, but you're just you're using terminology and language like it's, you know, old hat to you.
2: Well, and that's, that's the thing. It has become part of my daily yeah. vocabulary. It has become part of my tool belt of knowledge and things to do. Like to me, it is standard conversation, which right. I guess sometimes I don't stop to think.
0: Yeah, you should really recognize it because <laughs> if I think about where you were three years ago, you would never be able to have this conversation. Right? Understandable. Yeah. So, it's three hard. guys
2: cruising around in the car, playing grab ass, as you said. And,
0: and grab ass is a um, technical that's term. That's obviously. definitely a
2: technical term. Yes. Not as technical as shenanigans, <laughs> but it is a technical term. It works. <laughs> All right.
1: So, going back to this, you got a, the company's on title. You've got an NOD, I'm assuming. Yes. So, notice of default's been filed, foreclosure process is happening. Yes. And you guys are there saying, hey, what's, what's going on? And she's obviously getting notices. And she's fallen behind. So he
2: said, I'm going to go do some due diligence. And I'm going to get back with you. So take it from there. What what happened? OK. So once we reach back out to her, we show up, come visit her again while we're out in the neighborhood and just kind of show her. I said, OK, this is around the time frame that the transfer happened from your husband's name to this company name. And that's where she's like, well, that's not his signature. It couldn't have happened. He was dead at that time.
0: Dun, dun, okay. oh. <laughs>
2: Slow down a second. I- you just spoke so fast. and I don't, Does everybody understand that's possible? Like th- yeah. Back up. Repeat that so people even get it. Okay. Well, like Pirates of the Caribbean says, dead men tell no tales. <laughs> it's kind of like dead people can't sell property. It's kind of oh, the right. same thing unless there's a judge involved, which didn't happen in this case. Right. So somebody
1: records a deed in his name. Somebody notarized that deed. Yes. And he's meanwhile, he's deceased. Correct. Interesting. Okay.
0: Which is why we started to think maybe there was fraud involved.
2: Correct. (laughs) Yeah, that's a clue. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. That
0: right. is a
2: clue. That's a clue. Okay. So right around this time, once we're talking with the homeowner, getting confirmation on who owned the property, when, creating a timeline, once we were pretty confident that there was some fraudulent activity involved, that's when we, I brought it to Molina's attention. Because at that point, it was a little bit above what I had learned in class. It was a little bit like I'd never encountered anything like this. It didn't fit the script. And we were, I was coming into uncharted territory. So I brought it to Melina, shared with her our findings, had enough evidence to back it up. We reached out to the owner of that company, first by way of the service processor agent. He then gave me the contact information of the owner of the company, called, got in contact with him, uh, actually called and left him a message, then didn't hear anything back. So then that's when I brought it to Melina's attention. She called and basically (laughs) –
0: Well, my voicemail was a little bit (laughs) – maybe it was a little more clear. I I left a message, something like this. Hey, this is Melina Boswell. I'm calling about the property over at blah, blah, blah. I gave the address. And I said, you know, the one where you have the fraudulent deed. So give me a call back so we can talk. (laughs) It was kind of funny. So he called me back within seriously like five minutes. He called me back and was like, "Hey, hey, you 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 can't be, you know, you can't use the word fraud, like, you know, you can't just throw that around." And I was like, mm, "Pretty sure I can, because my guy's dead, <laughs> and I, you know, as far as I know, there's only one guy that came back from the dead and you know walked around for a while and wasn't this guy. So I know that we have a dead guy's signature notarized, and you are the one who is the recipient of that fraud. So uh, I'm pretty confident that it is fraud."
2: Yeah, and the idea of where she says the recipient of, so him being the owner of the company, by the property being deeded into the company's ownership, when and if the foreclosure did happen or if anything was sold by the property, any proceeds that were lo- left above uh, the lien or the loan would actually go to him as the owner. So this particular property, I think around at the time there was about seventy seventy five thousand dollars 75000 worth of equity minus some some major repairs that had happened to the property. And that's another thing that really comes in effect to this story. So here's this Elderly lady who's kind of living on her own. She has children and, and things to to network with, but no one's really helping her and supporting her. So a year or two before, um, part of the roof had caved in. Uh, she had such bad roof damage that literally the back of her house, where her bathroom was, had literally caved in. There was mold growing in the walls, and just she had kind of buried her head in the sand. She had kind of put towels under the door and just kind of, hey, don't go in that room. Everyone use the right. hall bathroom and and part of the idea of getting her to face the scenario. Like that was one of the coolest things about this is a lot of time homeowners don't realize what their options are. They don't understand. Mind you, you've heard me using complicated terminology and stuff that I've learned, but your average homeowner doesn't know these things, doesn't know what their options are, doesn't know who to talk to, doesn't know where to ask for help. And that's one of the coolest things about our strategy and who we are as a company and as a business is that our number one objective is to serve the homeowner. A number one objective is to leave the homeowner in a better place than when we found them. And in this case, um, we helped her make some phone calls. She didn't understand what it meant to make an insurance claim. Like every home has home insurance, um, at least if there's a loan attached to it. So we helped her put in a homeowner's uh, homeowner's insurance claim. In that process, there was money released to the contractor who came out. Basically, they gave her a whole new roof, whole new bathroom. Um, then as we started talking with the company, that's when we started realizing what had happened. So the company, the guy says, okay, well uh, – why don't you talk to her son? (laughs) And that's when we realized, okay, maybe this is – now we're starting to unravel where the fraud came from. So we call her back and we're like, hey, um, so what we found out is that it looks like possibly your son was involved in this transaction. And she just kind of went off. She's like, oh, I knew it, that little – (laughs) Bleepity, bleep, bleep. bleep, Yeah, bleepity, bleep. bleep. I knew it. He couldn't look at me in the face. Our last Christmas party – So, and we were like, well, and and in talking with the guy, he gave the indication that if if we were to go after them and make this a big deal that he would implement and probably take your son down with him. And she's like, well, go ahead. That little bleepity bleep 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 (laughs) bleep deserves everything he gets. If he's going to treat his mama like that, then he should go to jail. And at that moment, we were literally high-fiving and going, okay, let's go. We were excited. So then we – Melina actually called the guy back, and I'll kind of let her say what she said.
0: Yeah, so I told him – I called him back after he told me, well, you tell your client to talk to her son. Like, I'm taking him down with me. So when she said to us, oh, they can all go to jail, we were like, yes. I was so happy. So I called him back, and I was like, hey, it's me again. (laughs) Guess what? Nobody cares. Nobody cares. You're going to go to jail. So you can either go to jail uh, or you can sign the deed back to this widow and we'll let you go. And he said, uh, okay, fine. So he did. He ended up giving, signing the grant deed, notarizing it, and giving it back to um, our widow.
1: One of the things I, I think we glazed over, kind of got, got through right there, as everybody needs to understand, is that the fraud took place, right? So the, the deed is notarized. It's recorded. Life goes on. Right. Whatever year that was, mm-hmm. right, life goes on. And there's equity built into this house. And so that company can sit back, do nothing. If that house falls apart, if the mortgage doesn't get paid, if the taxes don't get paid, whatever, and somebody forecloses, when it goes to auction, assuming there's any proceeds above any of those liens, that company would just sit back and collect a check. So in this case, you're saying $75,000 in equity, right? Even if it goes to auction and sells for 30, 40, 50 grand, Over what's owed on that property, it goes back to the company. This homeowner who's sitting there would absolutely receive nothing. And I think that's a really big deal. And that's where the the fraud comes into play. So now when you mention to him, hey, you need to deed this house back to the rightful owner, right? You didn't have – you did not have the dead guy's signature to be able to do this. And so therefore um, we know what you did, whether the son's involved or not, but clearly the son was – involved in some way with this guy yeah and which is really sad I mean
0: it was awful for her yeah it's got to be I mean ultimately our number one goal was to get the property back in her name because we were concerned that if the bank did move forward with the foreclosure any excess proceeds needed to go to her period that was all we cared about that was what we were really working toward that was our entire goal we got our whole team involved I got our title company involved um, our title company stepped in, prepared all the deeds. We got our mobile notary involved, you know, and sent our notary to him, to this guy, to to get his signature on it. And um, when so he, let yeah. me ask you,
1: how how yeah. much how much are you guys charging the homeowner to do this?
0: <laughs> nothing, absolutely nothing, absolutely nothing.
1: Yeah, I want everybody to really get that when we we talk about flipping houses and making it a difference. Mm-hmm. You know, there are, there are. Opportunities to serve the homeowners, where you knew ahead of time there was no money to be made in this deal. Mm-hmm. You knew that when you you recognized that fraud had taken place, you didn't just go, "There's no money to be made," and skip town and move on to the next deal.
0: Yeah, that wasn't even a thought. It was never even a, it wasn't even ever a conversation. Frankly, we had no idea how we were gonna. We still had to to solve the foreclosure problem for her. Right. So at this point, it became just a whole different goal, a whole different purpose, which was just to get the property in her name.
1: So get it into her name, step one.
0: Right. And that get, was a huge thing in and of itself. But yeah. You get this guy definitely.
1: to finally do it. Yes. Right. Right. So now what happens? I mean, you still got a looming foreclosure.
2: Right. Trustee sale.
0: Yeah, and- looming. We we got the bank to to postpone, I believe didn't we, like once or twice?
2: Yeah, they were they were willing to work with... We, we helped her notify them what was going on right. and they were willing to buy some time. And then when they finally did have a sale date that they weren't going to postpone, um, we started kind of just sharing with the homeowner what some of her options were. Um, at that point, that's when she took on a bankruptcy attorney trying to figure out she had some other debts and things going on that she needed from her medical bills and things like that that she was trying to handle. And through the bankruptcy... Um, The attorney was able to cause the bank to kind of prove their loan, a couple different things. Well, as they started getting deeper and deeper into the files, they realized that her husband had actually taken out a a mortgage life insurance when he bought the property. And in that process, basically what the life insurance says is that, hey, if I, the owner of this home were to pass away at any time, this life insurance that's built into the mortgage and that it's paid for actually pays the house off in full. And this was a game changer. So that's when the attorney got in like totally knee deep and was saying, look, we've got to fight for this because there's a possibility that they should have never – they should have never started the foreclosure. You should have never had to – been paying the mortgage uh, monthly over the last few years since your husband has passed away. And if that's the case, that changes everything. So part of the process was them looking into the documents, getting everything together, and that's when they realized, you know what? Somebody messed up. So in that process, she had the property paid off. She had the insurance claim that came and helped her fix the roof. Um, She also got uh, all of the years that she had been paying the mortgage. That money actually had to be reimbursed to her, paid back with interest. (laughs) And her attorney at that point took on the case to actually come after proactive Lee suing the bank because of the hardship, the headache, and just the emotional distress that she had went through recovering from an injury, recovering from illness, and then on a daily basis fretting the fact that, hey, she may be homeless. Um, They went all the way up to have local media come and cover the story and got it published. And like it was just a huge deal that was missed because – nobody was really paying attention. They were so focused on, Hey, this is the process. This is what it looks like. And here it was that we stepped up. And and honestly, if I would have been paying attention when I even pulled those leads, if I would have saw a property that was owned by a company, I probably would have never knocked the door in the first place. Mm -hmm. It just happened to be part of the route that we were taking that day. And it was thrown in because, Hey, it's less than a mile away from some of the other ones that we're working on. Wow. It's just remarkable. So
0: yeah, so recap it, if you think about it. Where she started out, like when when Peter, you know, came to that door, um, albeit playing grab ass, uh, then stopped, <laughs> right, and prayed uh, and said, okay, like something's happening here. They sensed something. Um, and, and I don't know, I'm just going to go out on a limb. And obviously I wasn't there and you didn't share with me how you prayed, but I'm going to assume that you were probably praying to be in, you know, the will and, you know, my prayer every day, as you know, is, you know, put in front of me whoever you want me to serve and, and I'll do it. So I'm assuming it was something like that.
2: Yeah, absolutely. There was this overwhelming sense of, hey, this next door that you're about to knock on is a really big deal. Yeah. And Gosh. it was literally because we just went from telling jokes and playing around to literally we just stopped and we're like, OK, we're about to walk into something that is totally bigger than us mm-hmm. and way beyond what we were prepared for. Yeah, And wow. it was just asking us to be quiet and kind of prepare ourselves for that.
0: Yeah, and that's that's obviously what that is the juice for Dave and I. That right there is the juice. Is that you know having having fun doing what you're doing, right? So you guys are playing around. You stop. You pray. Um, you realize you're about ready to walk into something you don't know what to do, how to handle it, or what it's going to be. To a lady who is a widow. I mean, I mean, just the idea that she's a widow is painful enough right, for several years, you know, depending on her husband for all those years and now trying to make it on her own, not understanding that she has insurance to cover a roof leak. So she literally, you know, takes out part of her house because the roof has caved in. Like it's not a usable piece of her home anymore. Just
1: close the door and forget about it. Yeah,
0: and she put towels under the door because um, of the mold.
1: Yeah, it's, you know, the the idea we... And everybody goes through ups and downs in life, right? And I, I'm just picturing this woman. You know, for me, it would be like I wouldn't know what to do if with, without you. And uh, I just think about what would that look like if one day you know I have my spouse, the next day I don't, mm-hmm. and then you're just you're, you're just you're trying to survive day in and day out, whatever that looks like. And then you know, just close that door because I can't deal with yeah. whatever that is. It's significant. It's significant, right? And then on top of you have somebody her own family preying on her. Yep. Right? Oh gosh. And then she meets a complete stranger yeah. and by clearly divine appointment.
0: Yeah.
1: And you learned a lot through this process. I can remember some of these conversations. You guys are going back and forth and I remember Melina's hair standing up on the end, going, Are you kidding me?
0: Yeah. And infuriated She's like,
1: me. I'm I'm gonna get this <laughs> these guys. It was it was crazy. And and meanwhile this woman She's still surviving each day, right? Right. I mean, she's still got the bank sending notices, people knocking at her door, mm-hmm. all these different things happening. We can't even we can't even really fathom what she's going through, right? And then you step up and you know, you're not getting paid through this process. You had no agreement with her to get paid. You didn't say to her, if I can get your house back to you, give me something. There was nothing. I mean, this is one of your very first deals. And you think about it, it's like, this is a deal and you made zero money.
2: Absolutely.
1: <laughs> right. And this is a deal and you make no money. And yet this might be, you know, i know you've closed several deals and last year we closed a bunch of deals together and we made a bunch of money and that's all great. But you know, that from a significance point of view, I can't think of any deal that you've been involved with that would be more significant and really life changing and, you know, a ripple effect, if you will. Um, it's just remarkable. I, I
2: I can't imagine. Have you have you had any contact with her since or after that? Or uh, it's probably been about six to eight months since I last spoke with her. Um, just kind of called to touch base with her, see how things were going. Uh, there was still some litigation and stuff going on with the bank, but yeah, she owns the house free and clear. She got a new car, a new kitchen, a new bathroom, <laughs> a new roof, <laughs> um, all kinds of stuff like that. Yeah, so so she yeah. went from
0: foreclosure, literally to. Um, Free, free house, house. <laughs> amazing, completely amazing.
1: Foreclosure, free house, and when she was making those mortgage payments, think about this—that was a savings, savings account for her. You better believe it. With, but, I'm sure, a high interest yield. <laughs> yeah, hopefully,
0: hopefully she's getting a great, re- yeah, rate of return.
1: Yeah, well, that's then, pretty amazing. It really is amazing. I, you know, I just want to commend you. Great job, Peter. I mean, you've been a fantastic. You know, obviously a student and club member. You know, at at. Uh, N W A C and and you stepped up now helping and mentoring others and yeah, I
0: was gonna say, now, coaching coach. and,
1: mm-hmm. and and teaching. Um, and teaching, yeah. You know. Yeah. It's kinda crazy. Just a few years ago you're sitting there, you know, I'm not sure what exactly you were gathering the first couple of times. It's one of the things we talk about all the time and really the really the the way that we've set up everything that we've done inside the club is all about like stay plugged in and repeat, stay plugged in and repeat. You know, if you want to do this business, you need to be around other people that do this business. And, you know, real, real key you said early on was, you know, it it was over my head. Like I didn't understand. It was above my pay grade. It was, you know, that happens for Melina and I as well. Like there are things that that come up in this business. We've been doing this for a lot of years now. And there's things that come up where we have people that we need to go to and say, help, we don't understand. You know, it's, it's, Melina and I talk, you know, (laughs) If we could write a book, hmm. right, or if we could produce some sort of series and just come up with every single scenario we could possibly come up with in real estate and then it would just be, you know, this great book, you know, and, and we could tell everybody about everything. And it's just impossible. And it's impossible because we could what if at the death. We could have a million different stories that go a million different directions because it involves people. And so I just want to tell you, man, <laughs> I'm – I'm a, I'm even a little bit emotional looking at you right now, just thinking how far you've come. I mean, mm-hmm. how far I can remember the remember the very first weekend meeting you, and um, what a remarkable
2: remarkable difference life looks just a little bit different for you now. I would assume, absolutely, and the emotion is the same for me. I mean, even here looking you in the face and having this conversation, it takes me back to that day, that moment. Like I will never forget that day as long as I live Mm. and I will never forget the memories and the friendship and the business and the education and just the overall impact that the two of you have had on my life, my family's life and the friends and other people that I have now been able to show up in a space of integrity, have been able to show up in a space of really, truly giving my all and laying down my life. And my experiences for the sacrifice of other people, and I've I've never had a deeper sense of joy. I've never had a deeper sense of accomplishment and purpose as I do right now, and as it's continuing to grow through our relationship, our friendship, and our partnerships. So I thank both of you immensely.
1: If we weren't sitting here right now, I'd probably jump across this table and bear hug you and start playing a little. (laughs) Having our own grab ass in here. <laughs> I gotta break it up with a joke, because otherwise I'm gonna be sitting here blubbering any minute. But uh, no, um, very cool, very mm. cool. And, honey, it, obviously this couldn't have been done without you. And thank you for your willingness to step up and the hours and hours and hours that you guys dedicated to this and the time into this homeowner. And, you know, I got to sit back and watch it and then sit here today and recap it. And I, I hope those of you that are listening out here really understand that. You know, inside this, you know, we kind of make a joke and say, "Oh, you know, we're, you know, welcome to our podcast." <laughs> Flip it off, and you know, a, a purpose you know driven podcast about flipping houses and and making a difference, and and that at the end is really what it's all about. It's about okay. making a difference because I can promise you this: we've had some huge paydays, some gigantic deals that we've done, and th- there's never been the satisfaction from that money hitting the bank account um, as there is in, in this story. And, and I would love to, um, at some point, I, I I would just love to like maybe visit with her and that'd be, that'd be kind of cool to, to kind of put this all together and, and go see her new car and her new kitchen or new roof. I mean, I don't know. When the
0: bank pays are off, that's going to be a happy day too. That'll be good. Yeah.
1: (laughs) That's awesome. So anyways, we'll catch you on, on the next one. And, uh, Thanks for coming out and sharing with us today, Peter. Yeah, Pete, thanks. Thank you
2: guys for having me.